Hoor in church? Hoor in Facebook? Sorry, we're late. Steph's fault again. So this morning, um, I want to talk about, well, to be fair, I want to ask you a question. Nick, can you put up uh, Mark 11, verse 24, please, mate? And then I'm going to go to Mark 9, but in the NLT version, if possible. So Mark 11, verse 24. I want to ask you a question that I've been asking myself this week. Well, I feel like God asked me, actually. So as God asked me, it really challenged me to think about what's going on. And this scripture is, is Jesus saying, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Jesus here is saying, it's possible to have a kind of faith where you can believe and receive. Has anybody heard that one before? Believe and receive. And I felt like I was asking this question of myself when God challenged me. And I want to ask you the same question. What's stopping you from having that kind of faith where you can believe and receive? Like generally, I sat there and I thought about things that I've been going through. And I was like, what is it that's stopping me from, from receiving what I need right now and in that moment, God began to show me things, even took me back to my childhood and began to deal with personal things. And then he led me to something and began to show me kind of what's behind, what's going on. So I want to show you a conversation between Jesus and a man in Mark 9. starts off at verse 22 in the NLT, please, Nick. Well, Nick's finding that. This is the story when, if anybody knows it, um, a father brings his son to the disciples because he has an evil spirit that's made him mute and he can't speak. So the father asked the disciples to cast the spirit out, but the disciples couldn't. So he comes to Jesus. And Jesus says, so what's going on? And the father explains. And then this is the conversation. Can you put it in the NLT, mate? Yeah, yeah, New Living Translation. Oh, that's good. Bless you, mate. Thank you. So from verse 22, so listen. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. Next verse. This is Jesus. And I love what he says. And I'll come back to these. What do you mean, if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. Next verse. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. So I want to make four points about this conversation. The first one being that the father... He identifies straight away that the issue is unbelief. And unbelief is what restricts faith from working and can stop you from being able to receive what you believe. But the problem, you see, is now we all focus on unbelief as being the problem. So we tell people, well, yeah, you don't have enough faith. 
So if it's your problem, figure it out. Get more faith. When we only focus on unbelief, we don't see the signs that begin to form unbelief. So I want to show you. So the first point is, yeah, the issue here, we have unbelief. But what's causing unbelief? What's, what's the root cause? So go back to um, verse 22, Nick. If you look at this verse, look how the man asks Jesus. The last part, have mercy on us and help us if you can. That word if speaks volumes. That word if tells me that there's something going on behind the reason why we use the word if in our prayer life. So, from my own experience of knowing my own journey of struggling, can I tell you what I believe is the reason why this man is using the word if and why we often fall to if in our prayer life? It's because of a lack of security in our identity that doesn't allow us to pray from a place of faith, but from a place of if. And my lack of security in my identity is when we struggle to know the nature of God as a father and his love. That is the foundation, that is the root cause of where this doubt comes from. So I don't know about you, but if we're struggling with things in life and we're struggling with an identity, and like my own journey where I've struggled to know God's nature as a father, it means I am not able to approach every situation in my life from the father's love. I'm not able to put his love in any situation and believe that my prayer isn't if but when. Not if, God, will you please help me? Because I don't even know if I deserve what I'm asking. Or even if I have the right to ask. Anybody ever felt like that? So our prayers become if and not from a place of faith. But Jesus is saying that if you believe, you can receive. So what's going wrong? I absolutely believe that we have to have the foundation of faith that we can build our lives upon. That everything we need, we have already found in the Father. And when that is not our foundation, that lack of identity causes us to change our viewpoint. You know that battle with identity and not knowing the Father's love? When you allow doubt in, it's like a root and it's, and it's connected to something so much deeper that really the, the root cause is, I don't know the Father's love. So I don't know if he wants to heal me. I don't know if he wants to provide for me. And then we get the whole, well, God, if it's your will. But if not, then so be it. I don't remember, and if anyone can quote me and tell me I'm wrong, please do, I don't mind that. I don't remember Jesus telling one person, it's not God's will to, for me to heal you right now. It's not God's will for me to love you right now. I don't remember Jesus turning anybody away that came to him. Like the woman with the alabaster box, known as this sinner, 
Yet she touched the feet of Jesus. He's the Messiah, the Holy One, the Son of God. He never turned her away. I feel like God just wants to get right to the root and deal with, get to the core of the issue. Because I believe we've been called to live a life that I can believe and receive. I want to start believing and I want to start receiving. And I don't mean I want a Ferrari and a big mansion and a, you know, I do, but I mean I don't. But, you know, if you look at what Jesus, so watch this. Jesus identifies, well, first of all, the man himself identifies that the issue is unbelief. Then we know that it's because he's not standing up from a place of faith and his prayer life has become if and not when. And I love what Jesus does. Look what he says in the next verse. Watch this. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. No? Anybody get that? Did we just miss that bit there? No? Anybody got it here? Anything is possible if you believe. Now watch this. Notice that Jesus uses the same word, if. But what he does with that word is he throws it straight back to the man. The word came to him in unbelief. If you can help me. Jesus completely changed the word and the purpose and the focus of the word and he gave it straight back to the man from a place of faith. Oh man, if you start to put your faith in the right thing and start to believe in my love, anything is possible for you. Amen? So, let me show you what happens as an outcome of what it looks like when someone believes Remember, Jesus says, believe and receive. Anything is possible if a person believes. So watch, Nick, can you go to verse 25? Watch what he does when he speaks to the boy. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit and he said this, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again question does Jesus pray and ask God to heal the boy or does he speak directly to the spirit and command it to come out how because he's speaking and believing from a place of faith not if God if it's your will that you will heal this boy then please do it but if not it's okay I'll carry on I think Jesus is saying I know your love right now I know you're in love with me and I know you're in love with this broken world. Jesus actually says, and I think it's John 14, 12, somewhere around there. He says that all the works that I do, it's the Father doing the works through me. So when Jesus approaches this boy, he approaches it from the perspective of the Father's love, knowing that God, you're about to work a miracle through me and heal this boy. I don't need to question if. I know when, and it's coming right now. Get out of that boy in the name of Jesus. I don't think Jesus said his own name, but you know, I'm just adding that bit on. It's what we say. When you stand from a place of faith and not if, anything is possible. Anything is possible. 
But I think Jesus is trying to teach us something. Sorry, Nick, I know I've thrown you all over the place. Can you go back to Mark 11, verse 24? doesn't matter what version. I'll let you pick. Imagine. So, that's actually, yeah, that's a good version. Look, look at what Jesus is actually saying here. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that, you've received it, it will be yours. What's he actually saying? What's he saying? In order to live out of the faith where you can believe and receive, you've got to believe that you've already received it before you've received it. Then you will receive it. Does that make sense? That's a kind of level of faith that we don't know and that we don't live out from and that we don't understand because we're too focused on the if. And we're still waiting for what we haven't yet received. So we're not believing that I've already received it before I receive it. But if I begin to put my belief in the right thing and begin to deal with my wrong belief and my unbelief and where the root cause is and where that comes from, begin to live out of the Father's love, I can start having a faith where I can pray for something and believe I've received it before I receive it. And whenever God feels that it's time for me to receive it, I'll receive it because I believe it. Amen? That's a lot of believing and receiving. I understand that. I know. Don't, don't lose me. But you get where I'm going? He's trying to teach us foundational faith. You can believe that you've already received your miracle, your healing, your deliverance, your provision, your need. You can believe it and receive it, and you will receive it. Whoa. I want to live out of that kind of faith. And I believe that's what God's challenged us, and he challenged me this week. So I want to show you, when Jesus says, if you believe, you can receive. And he says, anything is possible if a person believes. So what am I meant to believe then? And let me ask you this question. What do you believe? What do you believe? You see, in most cases, the problem isn't that you don't believe in God. It's that you don't believe in yourself. And that becomes a problem. Because we're meant to pray from a place of faith. But I don't even believe in myself that I'm worthy enough to receive what I'm asking. So then doubt, insecurity, questions. And then what happens is I become like the father of the boy. He was just desperate. But he played from a place of, prayed from a place of if. So then instead of, I forget what I was even asking for or praying for, because now my prayer has all become about, God, I'm not worthy, can you help my unbelief? So then that's why I don't receive what I'm praying for because now my focus has changed and I'm trying to deal with my own issues. So what does Jesus say about believing? I want to give you three scriptures. Nick, you've got to put these up, mate. I want you to see if you can see the, the theme of what Jesus is saying in, in each of these scriptures. First one is John six forty seven, And he says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. 
John 11, verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. John 14, verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Anybody notice what Jesus is trying to say there? Believe in me. When you can't believe in yourself, believe in me. Believe in who I am. Believe in my nature. Believe in my love. And maybe our focus and our belief system can be to change because I'm no longer depending on my own strength when I feel weak and my own insecurity because I don't have security in my identity. I can look to Jesus and say, but you're awesome. You are everything and all things are possible. All things, anything is possible. So Jesus is trying to get us to shift our focus and say, look, if you can't believe in yourself, and if you can't believe to receive, then start believing in me. But he doesn't stop there. Can I show you what you receive when you believe in Jesus? And this is just awesome. See, we're so focused on what we haven't yet received. And then the issue of why we can't receive, that we forget what we've already received. Let me just give you a list of things of when you believe in Jesus, what you receive. You ready? Salvation, forgiveness, righteousness, freedom, identity, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the most important one, the Father's love. You receive all those things that make up your identity as a Christian. You see, you don't have to believe that you're going to receive them things because you've already received them. True? But the problem is, is when you don't believe that you are those things, you don't believe you've already received those things. How can you believe that you can receive anything else? If you don't start with the foundation of your faith and your identity in Christ and believe he says who you are, then how can I believe for anything else? I need a miracle, I need a healing, but my prayer is if, not when. And I'd love to say this to, to non-Christians, you know, or even Christians that have become Christians, and the first thing that comes to you is, I've got to change my life now. I've got to try and be good. I've got to give up all these things. Chocolate? No, just joking. That's my own self. You know, I've got to try and be a different person, and I don't know how because I've never been shown. And all that pressure comes upon you as a new Christian. Maybe even 20 years, 30 years down the line, we're still carrying the responsibility that I've got to try and be something. I don't know how. But do you know who you already are? Do you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ? Do you know that you are set free even if you are in bondage to sin right now? Or fear? Or depression? Or insecurity? Or unforgiveness? You are already set free. What did we sing? Whom the sun sets free is what? Wow. If I begin to approach my prayer life from that perspective and I begin to stand on the freedom Christ purchased for me on the cross, I'm, I'm kind of dodging Facebook, sorry. <laughs> Hello? Maybe my belief system will begin to change and I'll begin to believe and receive. 
Because now I'm, I'm coming to the Father as a son, no longer as a slave. I was coming to God as a slave all my Christian life. I didn't know him as a father. So everything that I prayed was an if, not from faith. In fact, this might sound soft to some. I remember I was working at a leisure centre, smashing up cardboard boxes. That wasn't my only job. And I think they just used to send me outside and put the cardboards in the recycling. Thanks to whoever gave me that job. And I was smoking and I was a Christian. <gasps> Confession. Where's Tim? I need a priest. And I remember saying to God, God, I promise you I'm going to stop smoking. And I was, I mean, I meant it. I felt that's what I had to do. God, I've got to stop smoking because now I'm a Christian. I've got to be obedient for you to call me and use me. I think I lasted two days and I started smoking again. But you know what? It killed me inside because I felt like I'd broken my promise to God. So then do you know what happens? We hide like Adam and Eve in the garden behind the fig tree. What did they do? The moment self-doubt comes in and sin, and by the way, the serpent's there watching. Remember? He's watching how man deals with sin. And the first thing that we do is we hide. And it becomes if. Because we lose our, our perspective of our identity. So I want to just say something and I'll finish. Jesus doesn't only say, if you believe in me. He also says, um, Nick, John 15 verse 7, please, mate. He also says to believe in his word. So watch this and then I'll finish. So John 15 verse 7, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. So I just want to ask, what word is in you right now? What word do you believe that's been spoken over your life? What word are you listening to? And if that word is not producing faith, then it's not God's word. And all it's doing is causing unbelief. That's all that's happening. Think about it. Um, Romans 10 verse 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So if faith comes by God's word, what comes if I listen to a different word? Thanks, Nick. Got the mic. It's, think about it. It's true. Faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. But if I step outside of my identity and step into self-doubt and I begin to listen to my insecurity... What do I receive? You see, when Jesus says believe and receive, it works both ways. Do you know that? If I begin to believe the wrong thing, I will receive the wrong thing. Let's just use the Father's love, for example. If I believe that God doesn't love me, I can't receive his love because I'm stopping that flow. But because I believe and receive something, all I receive is my own insecurity. Because my faith is not rooted in his love. So I can still believe and receive, but I can receive the wrong thing. So Jesus is trying to get us to come back to foundational faith that says you can actually start to believe and receive. 
and faith will come. And anything is possible. Amen? So just, just think about that before I finish. Stop laughing. What words are you believing right now? It made me think of um, Jesus' ministry and original design and then what Tim used to do. That before you deal with the stronghold, before you're trying to deal with the receiving part, start to deal with what you believe first. Start to be, deal with who God says you are and your original design. Then we'll deal with the strongholds. Once we figure out how, what I'm meant to believe and how to believe right, I believe then the receiving will come. Amen? Amen. See you next time. <laughs>